No, I'm not Kevin. What's the li- line? Hi, I'm Jack. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is good company in the car. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling? <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. You want to do your vocal extra warm-up again? <laughs> I don't. How much of that did you get? I just caught a very oh, little bit of it. Oh, good Lord. You're singing I'm wound up all of a sudden. So, uh, uh, so yeah, I got- Credit in- card fraud will do that to you. What? Credit card fraud will do I that know, to you. I know, yeah. So I got, yeah, my- uh, my check card for my bank account, not my credit card, my check card, because I'm an idiot. And uh, I didn't know this too about credit card versus cre- credit yeah. cards are better. You better. should use credit cards more than I'm going to start using mine. And more. I just always use my check card because so you know. So my 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 the check card I'd had for a couple of years got hacked, and I, I I noticed it almost immediately. And it was I the funny part about it was was that the. The things on there weren't out of my normal wheel well. Mm-hmm. One was for Wingstop. One yeah. was for Roku. One was, I can't remember what they were, but it was probably a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. I and- had mine swiped about 15 years ago, and it was to buy like $6,000 worth of auto parts in New Jersey. <laughs> and even like 2010 technology was like, this doesn't seem like yeah, something you would right. do. And uh, they 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 actually kind of bumped onto that one pretty quickly. So then they issued me a new check card, and I activated that one. And I'll be damned. Right it, off was, the bat. it was like a week, <laughs> and they got me again. And I have over three hundred dollars to Microsoft. Jeez, on a new account, new card. I don't. Know, I have no clue. It's weird. And of course, my best friend Frank is like, "It's because you order all that porn shit on." I'm like, I don't buy things <laughs> like that. First of all, I don't buy things like that. And second of all, I'm not going to use my check. Frank always card. goes for the gutter. Well, he does. Of course, he does. <laughs> because he knows me, and he's you know, and. Um, so I just I got my third check card mm-hmm. in the last month. What a nightmare! I know, and I I was on the call. I was on the phone with uh, bank with my bank when Kevin got here, and he's hearing me like repeat myself over and over because the woman is not answering my question, yeah. and I'm like, am I not saying it the way I think I'm saying it? Because I think I'm perfectly clear all the time, but apparently I'm not. Well, so. That gets old. What me being clear all no, the time? No, no, credit card fraud and having to do eh, with that. Eh. So, and I and and I've been told by more than one person since all this went down, use your credit card, not your check card. So if you have, you know, reoccurring expenses and stuff like that on your check card, while it is easier because it's coming directly out of your checking account, mm-hmm. it's e- it's 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 another layer of safety with credit. If you have it on your credit card, yeah. and, and they will also, contest things more. The guy at the bank told me, plus it's not your money; it's the bank's money, and they're going to fight harder to get it back because that's their smart. Money. I never thought of it like that. That's a very smart way to think even, of it. I yeah, it's their money that you're yeah, playing yeah, with house money. So, uh, at any rate, so that's that's the worries in my life. But I do want to talk about something in particular before we get started. As you very well know, the Queen of England died recently. Well, yeah. So, so the first thing I said to my best friend Frank, because we're Frank and I have a death pool thing going. Mm-hmm. So his his can't wait to die is uh, Dick Van Dyke. Right. It was Zsa Zsa Gabor for the longest time. I remember. 
and, and then and we've got all these was diff- the queen on the list no well no because no i don't think okay. she was even on the list i but, know that dick van dyke he's yeah, frank's dick waiting van, for dick Kevin, you know? or, uh, frank's like gee won't he he's still alive yeah. and it's not that we want him dead it's just we can't believe these people are still alive so um because that's the one he'll so he'll go so and so died and i'm like i thought they were dead yeah. already so uh the the queen recently died and of course the first thing he and i said back and forth to each other was what are they going to do with all of her hats and then he and then kevin and, and i keep saying kevin when i'm saying frank and frank said what about all those boxy shoes she wears and then i was like her clothes what are they going to do with all of her clothes it, it must have come out pretty quickly because they kind of announced it and then all of a sudden she was dead I and they were know. like every, all the royals are racing to Balmoral, I, and yeah and i didn't even realize she, didn't she was make sick. It. now this is going to lead me to a whole nother conversation so if someone in your family dies uh, like when my mom died, for example, she had a lot of nice clothes, a lot of mm-hmm. nice purses, a lot of nice shoes and stuff. And Christy picked what she wanted. Yeah. And then I offered it to Jessica and her daughters. And and uh, the one daughter's like, these are all old woman's shoes. And it was really funny. <laughs> but because they're well made. They're very well made old woman's shoes. But it was really funny because to a, little, to a girl, to a young girl, they weren't a- appealing, but it was kind of funny. Anyway, so, so, but then when it came down to I gave a I gave a lot of her suits and a lot of her good clothes to. There's a charity that gives clothes, uh, business clothes to mm-hmm. uh, people who need a, a thing. And I'm right. I'm Get so screwing this yeah. all up, but you know what I mean. It is an actual charity. I know it's in DC. I know it's in different cities. A lot of churches do it, and um and then all the other stuff that was left over, all of her regular daily clothes like T-shirts and you know, mm-hmm. I just took them to Goodwill, including her underwear. Now that's kind of creepy if you think about it. Yeah. But people buy that creepy kind stuff. Of stuff. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now stop. People go to thrift stores to save money. So if they can find undergarments at thrift stores, they buy them. Yeah, sure. So so now so that's how I got rid of my mother's excess clothes, the stuff that nobody wanted. So nobody you want to know what's going to happen to the queen's? So shit? that exactly. Oh, I think there's going to be more than a few people who'd be happy no, no, to take well, her stuff. Well, no, no, no. But think about it. Her clothes aren't. It's like when Diana did the 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 dress auction mm-hmm. thing. Those were all fancy clothes. And then I said about Oprah. Oprah did that thing which she auctioned off a lot of her clothes. And those were all kind of fancy clothes. Oh, I think maybe Queen Beatrice of the Netherlands will maybe want a few pieces. That's her cousin. She, no, no. She's <laughs> going to want those pants. I mean, Queen Elizabeth wears suits. She wears jackets and skirts. And then she her and uses, Hillary Clinton, man. Stylish she ladies. She does. So my question is, is I mean, I'm sure... It would be interesting to own that, but do you want it to wear it, or do you I think want people it because- would buy it just to own it? Yeah, put it on a mannequin. So, so then I, of course, me being me, because Frank's like, "What about the hats?" and I'm like, <laughs> "What about the gloves? What about the purses? What about the shoes?" And then I thought, "What about her underwear?" Yeah. So. My question, if anybody can answer this, please let us know. What's going to happen to Queen Elizabeth's underwear? I think that that might be sacred ground that would be disposed well, I, I, of discreetly. But that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't so, want that out there in pop culture. Like, we got the Queen's underwear, know, you know? I, exactly. <laughs> but this is why I want to know. Because there was actually a woman at Buckingham Palace who broke in, I'm doing air quotes, broke uh, in her shoes. So oh, she so she Queen, wouldn't wear brand new shoes, right? Queen, Queen Elizabeth had these expensive custom-made shoes. Well, they're... 
you know, they're those ugly shoes that she wears all yeah. the time. But to make them so that they were a little more comfortable, this woman would wear a pair of in, socks yeah. and sense. wear them around the, the office. The queen don't get, you know, So the queen bunions. won't get a bunion. Exactly. <laughs> a royal So bunion. I laughed and I said, somebody in the office is going to get a lot of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my sense of humor. Well, you know, they keep saying that everybody in Britain is grief-stricken and all that. A lot of people don't like the royal family. I know they make the, the British say, a lot of money, but will, a lot of people don't like the monarchy. I will say that the, what is the proper term? British people? The, uh, I, the British, yeah. The, the British, because I don't want to say, you know, cut, in, in, you know, because I don't know how it works over there, the islands, the the British. Uh, British, the, the, British. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Brits that I know are all saddened. Do you remember the Queen haters from Second oh, City Television? Oh, of course. The skit? Yes. That was hilarious. It was brilliant. It was so funny. I can't afford me dope. <laughs> but because I find all of that very interesting. And of course, Americans are just mesmerized by the royals. I, and, uh, I'm not. I'm not. And I didn't get the Kennedy thing either. I don't I was like, I don't understand why people you're so are weird. I'm, I don't. I just don't get it. I, I don't. Royalty does nothing for well, me. Well, it's not the fact that it's royalty. It's it's that. Well, I guess it is royalty, but it it's the, you know. I, I mean, I kind of get why people are interested in it. Uh, yeah. I just didn't. So you're telling me uh, when you go, to, if you get the chance to go to England or whatever, you're not going to want to tour any of that stuff. I went to London. I didn't go to any of that. Oh, I went to the I went Tower, to Kensington. I went to the. T- I when I was in London, I went to. I would, the, go to, I would like to see Balmoral. That ta- looks cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Tower of London, and I went through Kensington, uh-huh. and. Um, I had a ticket for there's another castle, but it was a three castle ticket, uh-huh. and whatever the third castle was, I it's didn't like get an e ticket. Yeah, World. exactly. <laughs> and they had some of the dresses from because this is after Diana died. Okay. They had some of the dresses from Diana's thing. So of course I was like pressed up against. Sir, would you play? <laughs> sir, would you please step back from the glass? You know, it's you know, it's, that's the outfit she wore. You know, so the Elvis dress. I saw the Elvis dress. Uh, anyway, okay. Anyway, right. so that is my little rant for today. Okay. I apologize. And that's fine. You, well, you told I have me. A- I no, let let me talk. You never let me talk. And you've done Damn nothing it. but you talk since I hit talk. the record button. So I, I know I when I'm wound. editing these. I when I'm editing wound. these. I'm I will so go and wound. try to find a bit where I'm talking just when I'm editing to see if the levels I can't find me. Every time I click on it, it's you talking and I then, know. And, and so, so I don't see it's the problem. Always, with this. It's always so let to me let me get you, this all say, out. When you say stuff like this, I know. I, I it's just it's galling to me on the most hilarious. I understand the nerve of a motor mouth like you to tell me I got stones stones on you you. that's what he said for you to tell me I'm talking too much well if you let me finish I'm interrupting you I I am wound hypocrisy thy name is Jack okay so the funny part is is I know what we're going to talk about tonight because Kevin told me and I have no preparation for this whatsoever because it's all going to be on opinion for, for me on this because it's a subject that Kevin and I have discussed on numerous occasions because I think it's hilarious. And go. Okay, I have the talking stick, you Eddie. You have the talking stick. <laughs> Adina. Yes. So, um, oh, when am I buy my own talking stick? Can yeah, I buy my you buy your own talking stick. I'm going to buy a talking stick. So uh, my folks are moving. have moved from Pinehurst, North Carolina to Virginia Beach because they're a million years old. And my uh, brother took them in. That's so and bad. I made the drive down 95, not for the last time, but nearing the last time. And... I've witnessed over the past uh, decade and a half 
a bizarre story about a theater on off of 95. If you're going down, it's outside the city of Roanoke. It's adjacent to the town of Roanoke Rapids, which lies right Roanoke on 95. Rapids. It's in the northeastern part of North Carolina. The town of Roanoke Rapids was established in the 1820s, and it was a textile town. So it really... Oh, I've stopped there for towels and sheets. <laughs> right, right, right. But it, 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 took, a, it took a big... Um, downturn in the 80s and yeah, 90s lost a lot yeah. of industry so they have what's called the northeast economic corridor it's a it's like a region specific part to north carolina and is it is the theater right and then there's a defunct outlet mall on the other side of the it's, uh, it's the theater and like a gas station or something and then on the other side is there defunct? there might be there might be I I, think, but okay. I, I, i'll try to get matter. in a, i'm just curious okay so right. in the early 2000s this partnership, this Northeast partnership, a CEO, Rick Watson, uh, developed the concept for this theater, and he recruited Randy Parr. Do you want to say something? I, I want to say something. I don't have the part, the talking stick. Now, before he gets into this really f very much, I didn't know that Kevin knew all about this building. So... I have lived off the 95 driving to and from West Virginia or from West Virginia and Florida and Virginia to Florida. Uh -huh. I've driven past this building a million times. And every time I'm like, what the hell is that? Why is that here? Yeah. What is it doing? What is it? What is it? What is there? So the fact that he and I both have this weird interest <laughs> in this building is very, very and the funny. The tale of it's ridiculous. Okay. So I'm so sorry. And I, and the talking stick is now completely right. reserved yeah, to you. I got it. <laughs> I got a, a vice like grip on it. So he's decided that what they should do is develop this site off of 95 and they were kind of going to loosely base it on the success of Branson, Missouri. Which seems like a good idea. <laughs> yep, but you know the uh, they were going to have this theater they were going to have an amphitheater they were going to have restaurants, they were going to have shopping arcades, they were going to have a couple of different hotels, they were going to have a pool complex and on and on and on. So again this guy Watson gets Randy Parton, Parton <laughs> This guy gets Randy Parton. I have Parton? such a hard time saying Parton after Randy because I don't Parton? say Dolly. Boy, that sounds so familiar. And who is it, Randy Parton? He's uh, Dolly Parton's younger brother. There you how many, go. How many Partons were there? I think there's. I think there's like twelve or thirteen of them. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't know for sure, but there's a lot of them. So Watson, we later learn, had a one-third ownership interest in Parton's company, Moonlight Bandit Productions. So he had kind of a vested interest in getting Parton to run this project. When he, they found out about that later, they kicked him off the board. Oof. But yeah, Watson's board of directors terminated him in 2006 for working for Parton while Watson was still being paid for a state-funded economic development job. So they give is that, Parton... Is that a bribe? Well, I think it's conflict of interest. Oh. So uh, they offer Parton... A salary of one and a half million dollars a year, a house, a car, and he also had a discretionary fund of three million dollars. Now he is to manage the theater. My he jaws. To, my jaws. Oh, he's my, supposed my. to book acts. He's told them his sister is going to um, play there. Play along. He's got yeah. um, connections in Nashville. He's going to get all the big heavy hitters in there. So now, I want you to pause for just one second because I want to say this. I still think this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. I still think that this building and the location that it's in could very easily create this Branson-esque type place because every time I drive by, I'm like, that's such a good idea. Well, they, Not they, because they, I'm an idiot. Well, okay, there they, we go. they didn't really do 
uh, feasibility studies. They were so smoke and mirrored by Watson and Parton and all that. They were like, this is a slam dunk. They were like, well, we're kind of between Richmond and Raleigh, and maybe we'll get this, not really realizing that people aren't going to drive a couple of hours to see a show that is inevitably going to come to their city anyway, you know, like to see an act. Okay. So as, as, as I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. So on November 11th, 2005 in Roanoke, oh. Rapids, they have a groundbreaking ceremony, and Dolly is there showing her support. So this is November 11th. Oh, because she's like, oh, my brother's going to do this. I'll show his support. <laughs> Little did she know that she was supposed to be doing a whole lot more than that. So that was oh, November 11th. No. It opened in March 2007. They went ahead and bought the Zippin' Pippin' from Liberty Land in Tennessee, which is by Graceland. Apparently it was Elvis Presley's favorite roller coaster. So they had that, but that's disassembled on the grounds. They would re-gift it back to Liberty Land oh two years later God. because that's how off the rails this project gets. Oh, no. City officials become concerned that under Parton's management, the theater would not generate enough revenue to repay the $21.5 million Holy the city borrowed. Shit. They were going to pay this back with an increased property tax. It's, it's a mechanism of tax, TCIF, and I forget what that stands for, but the city residents would have an increased land tax to offset this $21.5 million loan that the city took out, the city of 15,000 people. And then the increased revenue from the complex would offset that for the I locals. Am, I am shaking. I am literally like, oh, that's such a shuck and jive. That's a, that's a Howard Hill, you know, 76 trombones. Like, oh, my God. So it opens in March of 2007. By that summer... Parton's only one who's been playing there. He's been playing the uh, he's he's like the house band right. at the and it's the Randy Part Randy Parton Theater. They've named it after him. It's his name and lights out front. He's playing there five nights a week. First night it was a sellout. Second night it was a sellout. About three weeks in, no more sellouts. Yeah. And by the middle of summer, some nights there are only less than a hundred people there, and the the main venue can hold like three thousand people. So Is it's that him, big. It's, it's that it can hold. Yeah, it's it's got it's a it's a fairly big theater. Oh yeah. no 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 because because as we're as I'm driving up. Up and down 95. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Oh, look. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Partons. Ooh, this so, is going to be cool. So oh, the look situation at that. quickly deteriorated. On December 6th, now this is of the same year, 2007, then Mayor Drury Beal asked Parton, who appeared to be intoxicated, to leave the theater just before his show was to begin. And there's there's footage of this. A stunned Parton Ooh. exited the back of the oh. building and encountered a few reporters. Hey, Randy, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Randy, why are you not performing tonight? Well, I guess we just got thrown out of the place. What do you think? He never performed there again, and city officials quickly renamed the the facility the Roanoke Rapids Theater, and it's still oh, known to that okay. as this day. The whole complex was going to be called, or is called, Carolina Crossroads. That's okay. what, That was going to be the name right. of this complex. Because it's 95, and well, I don't know what the cross... Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the crossroad is either. But Garrett, a businessman, local businessman, Jim Garrett, uh, who backed the project at the beginning and said he attended nearly... He'd been to every meeting that had discussed 
discussed the theater, said he became concerned in early 2006 after reading stories in the newspaper. Roanoke Rapids leaders say so far attendance figures are less than they expected on their $21 million investment. City leaders in Roanoke Rapids say on average attendance figures at the theater don't reach the break-even point. So once Parton's out of town, fingers start getting pointed at everybody. I think we just need some justice in this town. We need to go after the people that got us into this situation, said Jim Garrett. Oh, no. He was a council member. He said that in his opinion, Rick Watson, the former city manager, Rick Benton, and former state treasurer Richard Moore had key roles in moving the project forward under sort of false pretenses. So those guys are all, here's some quotes from those guys. That's old news. We need to look forward. Anything that happened was done in good faith. We will keep it open, allow people to rent it, and entertain an offer to buy it if one is made. And these are these are the guys who are, you know. Oh, no. So in 2007, they're already talking about, 2008, they're already talking about it. So on January 8th, 2008, the city of Roanoke Rapids officially terminated Randy Parton's contract. Scheduled performances continued with disappointing ticket sales. I remember this period of it. I remember when they built it. I remember when it opened. I remember seeing Klieg lights at night when you went by. And then I remember seeing the sketchy kind of D-listy acts that they were playing there. I remember the yeah the it was flags like and the spotlights. Th- three Dog Night, I remember. Oh. But then it would be like Otis Johnson's The Platters. You know, It would be like a surviving member of The Platters yes. or their grandson would buy oh. the, the naming rights. So it was like that, but regularly you'd go by and there would be nothing scheduled. Some details of contracts between the city, performers, and other employees remained secret after Parton left until local media obtained them via FOIA. Some who worked for the group responsible for bringing the theater to the area later worked for the theater and were paid hundreds of thousands in salary, which some employees say was unearned. Several thousand dollars in memorandums of understanding payments went to Randy Parton's daughters, who (laughs) which have been hot. He was giving them money. He had one of his daughter's weddings there for free. Um, What else did Randy do? Oh, and he spent almost all of that $3 million discretionary funding on stuff for himself. (laughs) Well, of course he did. It's discretionary. Go. It says it's a 35,000 square foot, 1,500 seat. Okay. I I, I saw 3,000 somewhere. Okay. But 1,500, that's still. And I'm trying to, I want to to look at it in a map and I can't. If you go to their Facebook page, there's a couple of photos from like 2011 in the campgrounds. Their official website's gone. All of their links to any of their stuff is all all gone. So sad. A company called UGL Unico started managing the property after they got rid of Parton. But they terminated their contract with the city of Roanoke Rapids, citing missed payments of over, of over 100000 Thereafter, the city managed it itself until it closed in the summer of 2008. In 2009, the city announced that it was selling the theater to Lafayette Gatling of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> It reopened and was renamed the Roanoke Rapids Theater. However, in April 2010, the city announced it was terminating the contract with Gatling due to late payments. In June 2010, the city filed suit to evict Gatling from the the theater. And as long as they keep selling a land contract, they keep keeping it. The city signed a new management contract, and two events were held at the theater in 2011. Two. There were two events. It's not even in Roanoke Rapids. It's outside the town. It's outside. It's it's out on the highway. It is literally. 
literally kind of standing by itself in the middle of a field. And the website says, we're back. <laughs> so now, <laughs> by 2012, city finance director Melinda Height told the local newspaper that the city currently owes $19.9 million on the principal. Oh, my God. The annual debt service payments of $1.7 million are scheduled to continue until 27. The city's current annual operating budget is $14.3 million, and she has developed a recommendation budget of three, 12.6 of that $14.3 million, 12.6 of the city's annual operating budget goes towards maintaining that theater, which by then was closed. So one out of every $5, almost one out of every $5 the city. It's so sad. So in November 2011, the city agrees to sell the theater outright to Gatling in an effort to reduce the city's debt really? from the project. Yeah. Got them back in. it's just nothing but a money pit for them. And it's not, nobody, just, it, okay, I, I, I know I'm, I'm taking the, I'm taking the talking stick. It is literally, and I love using that word, it is literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So like Roanoke Rapids is an exit or two before it, and then you go, you drive down 95, and it's off to the left, and it's a nice-looking building. It's supposed to look like the Grand Ole Opry. It, it, it looks like a nice southern, you know, and I just looked at the website, and it said, we're back, and then I opened it up, and it said, no content. Yeah. So- no, no, no. All of that stuff's there. Like, everybody has dropped it. <laughs> So in 2011, they try to sell it to Gatling. Oh, they so they never went through with that. So in September 2012, the city leased the theater to HSV Entertainment, an Arkansas company, which renamed it the Royal Palace Theater. And I remember that branding for a while. Okay. And I remember all of a sudden I was like, wait, they've got they had slot machines, those video slot machines. Oh, now that's was, not a bad idea. It was starting to look a little seedy at that well, point. The uh, the electronic marquee out there is like, come in and try your luck. Open 24 hours. Right. And I never saw more than a couple hands handfuls of cars in the parking lot. But what else is it good for? In May 2015, the city terminated HSV's lease of the theater following a no-prosecution agreement between HSV and the United States Attorney. In 2016, the city announced an auction of the theater. The auction was unsuccessful and the city retained ownership. Fast forward to July 23rd, 2018. The city of Roanoke Rapids, this is a press release. The city of Roanoke Rapids on Monday, July 23rd, officially transferred the Roanoke Rapids Theater to new owners Thomas McLean and his wife Yvonne of Choctawinity. The new owners are hoping to turn this theater into an entertainment mecca. This theater has pretty much been a financial burden for this city since the day it opened. While today's sale will help them recoup some of their losses, taxpayers are still on the hook for millions. The glow of the spotlight at the Roanoke Rapids Theater has been heavy for the city and its taxpayers. It's a project that we've been working on for a long time. The city borrowed $21.5 million to build the theater in 2006. Back then, it was named after Randy Parton, Dolly Parton's brother, who performed and ran the theater. The venue failed, and the city has been trying to fill these seats ever since. But this dark theater may soon see the light. We're going to light it up. The city sold the theater Monday to private owners, a North Carolina couple who plans to turn it into an entertainment destination by hosting everything from top musical acts to RV shows and pageants. They want this theater along the interstate to be a major attraction. We want this to be a real rest stop and destination at exit 171 as people are traveling up and down that busy corridor of I-95. 
the city sold the property for $3 million. It won't cover the $15 million the city still owes the bank. This is a uh, opportunity for us to uh, improve ourselves financially, even though it's still a uh, debt on the city, that we feel that it will lead to further economic development that will lead to increased revenue for our coffers. Taxpayers we talked to sounded hopeful. I think it's great. I think it's great. I do. Either way, the tax care pay is going to have to pay it anyway. Yeah, it's gonna, it, I mean, because if it's just sitting there and ain't, ain't nobody doing nothing with it. It sounds really good, but we got to wait to see what happens. The curtains open under new management this fall. Hey, here's a direct quote from the mayor. In the nine years I have been mayor, I have not had a more positive outlook for this theater. Oh, the McLeans have been good no. to deal with. Hold your horses, Mayor Emery Doughty. Oh, no! we're, we're not out of the woods. <laughs> so at this point, Halifax County tax records value the 8.8 acre site at $1.185 million and the theater itself for almost $8 million for a total value of almost $9 million. So they're thinking if the good citizens of Roanoke Rapids find out that the McLeans are buying this for $3 bucks when it's valued at 9 but, they're they're going to come with them with pitchforks and torches. But there's nothing they can do. Obviously, it's set empty all this time. Nothing has worked there. Someone has paid them money for it. It's off the city books. <laughs> well, Councilman Petty reassured the newspaper really quickly that they were going to reassess that assessment because maybe it was a little too high. Anything to get this off Really? I'm over uh, uh, a visual. I literally have my hands on the side of my head and my jaws. This is open. a direct quote from the company that oh, is going to no. do the the um, the press release and the advertising. Jack Lazier from French West Sports and Entertainment, who is the advertising firm who is going to be running all of the the press and stuff right. for uh, the McLeans, had this to say: "The theater is like a ten-year-old car that has been garaged." We are going to drive it right down the interstate. Oh, no. Sure you are. Sure, Jan. Oh, it's just so, nope. so sad. So in April of 2021, the McLeans are behind on their mortgage payments. But that doesn't affect the city, though, does it? The city, the city, the, the city, city takes the theater so back. So it's land contract. See, see they keep they, selling they foreclosed land on contract. It. So the only good thing about that, in case you don't know anything about land contract, a land contract sale is where my house is for sale for a hundred thousand dollars. Kevin owns Kevin. I own it. Kevin's trying to buy it from me for a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He's going to make payments like rent. Yeah, like so mortgage payments. So, but it's but but mm-hmm. if he falls defaults on it. Defaults I can take it back. I retain the ownership of the property. So they took the lease so, back from the McLeans. So, they never had it. So they took ownership back. That, well, right? And they, the not, last thing they wanted to do, but the McLeans I who had know. big, they were going to hire 25 full-time employees, 25 part-time employees. There were going to be oh, shows. Oh, there were going to oh, be events. Oh. None of that. I know for a fact between 2018 and 2021, jack shit was going on with that theater. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that statement. So they got it back and the city's saddled with it again. Oh, and no. there were a couple other uh, people people who wanted to buy it over the intervening years, and it always fell through at the last minute. So in April of this year, a real estate developer from Cary bought the land, not the theater. So he bought that for $800,000. It's like 80 oh, acres. Shit. And he's going to, again, and they got it rezoned, so it's it's got the most lax zoning, so he can do pretty much whatever he wants with it. He, too, is like, it's a great location. We could, we could develop it this way it. or that way. When you drive past, and I know anybody, all my West Virginia friends, all my Pennsylvania friends, anybody who's driven up and down 95, they have looked over at that building and gone, oh, look, what a nice building. It's, a, it's, a, it's an impressive looking building, but it is 
such a white elephant for the city I of Roanoke know. Rapids. Now, the state legis- the state legislature in North Carolina has been considering a bill to pay off the balance because those Roanoke noobs didn't know what they were getting into. And um, why? Wait, well, 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 why is that? Because uh, debt relief for the area because they're so Roanoke Rapids okay, is so, so strapped. I am as we're speaking. I am looking at the satellite view mm-hmm. of of the of the theater now you know i do this a lot i like looking at this stuff this does not look from satellite view yeah i looked at it earlier it looks clean it does not look you know well whatever. they're maintaining the property right. that's so that's that's where you there's know. a hilton hotel right well it was a hilton i'm assuming it's still a hilton oh mm-hmm. hilton there's a hilton hotel right near it and then yep. there's a cheap hotel on the other side uh, the so, amphitheater it was built and it was operated for a couple of years but it, they mothballed that back in 2011 okay. i think so, okay, so, okay, I want to come back to this because I've got some ideas, but you keep on talking. Well, also, I was going to say is that the, the land was sold. The theater is still there. Um, they don't, when I drove by it the other day, there doesn't seem to be, there's nothing, the, the, the lights weren't on, the, the, well, there's the electronic, to keep the electricity, the electronic on, yeah. sign out front, which had previously would say things like, you know, this, or, just to right, keep right, it, right. Oh, that's been turned off. So it's completely shut re- down. I'm trying to remember really hard. I remember. And it's overgrown. The property right around it oh, is kind of overgrown. I remember the last time I drove past. And, and it, when it was still being function, you know, when it was mm-hmm. still functioning, and I remember seeing the, you know, it's like, you know, wild horses or something. I'm like, what the heck? What? Like, yeah, they were doing. They were throwing anything they could at it for a while, and just nothing stuck. So if they, if, if that opens back up and they have a show there, we're going. Oh, we're going to go down yes. there. We're going to stay. Do. We'll go inside. So, so now again, it is in the middle of nowhere. It is beneath. It is probably, uh, I'd say. Five miles south of the of the I'm doing air quotes city. I don't uh, think it's quite that far. You don't think it's quite no, that it's far? A little closer so it's than one that. exit on the highway. So yeah. that would be like two, three miles, something like that. And it's sitting there all by itself, was surrounded by farmland, and there's no, or, you know, like pastury greenland. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely nothing near it. Now I'm I already said this once, I'm going to say it again. I think if you had some like the Oak Ridge, you know, not even not even that big, but some, some, some. Randy Parton? Some, no, 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 no. <laughs> a legitimate band. He, he actually had some hits in the seventies. Oh, like, they were, I mean, they were like top forty country right, hits. Right. So, which is a very niche. But it just seems to me that some old school, like. It seems to me like it could be saved. If that's that's what I'm there. trying to say. Not, but I mean, because I think the Gatlin brothers still have a pretty big audience. I'm seeing like somebody that had like you know one song or something. Bobby and, Goldsboro. <laughs> Jesus, there you go. But my, I, I, I'm, I'm not making myself clear. Every time I've driven past that building, I've said. How has this not worked? I don't understand what they're not doing. So if somebody right. like um, who's uh, I got friends in low places. Who's that? Garth Brooks. If Garth oh, Brooks Garth is Brooks. like, I want to make that happen. Garth Brooks could go could, into residence could scoop there. Scoop in there. I'll play a show five nights a week to fifteen hundred people for a hundred and fifty. I wouldn't bucks even go that far. Garth Brooks. I don't know. I don't know what big uh, country star lives down near there. Mm-hmm. Garth Brooks. He performs Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. Two nights a week. Yeah. Two nights and a And then week. he picks other acts to come in. And like other I, I acts hand-picked. can come in. Yeah. And I think that it could very, very, very slowly 
build itself up to a lower, yeah. medium, medium. I venue. think they were aiming a little too high for being the next Branson. I, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it couldn't be a medium. It couldn't be a Branson it, in its current state. It couldn't be. Then, of course, like I said, I'm looking at it through the map, and it's got this humongous parking lot. Yeah. And you know the first thing I thought of? No. Why aren't they having a gara- uh, uh, a flea markets? Flea markets there. There's no shortage of open space down there. The I flea guess so, but, but $5, anyway, you know, it, it's going to help pay for getting the grass cut. Something, I don't know. It's a, Nobody wants to be associated with it, but it's a cautionary tale, small town America. If somebody like Randy Parton, who passed away in January of 2021, oh, that's says he can manage a, a theater for you, just run in but, the opposite but direction. think about <laughs> this. So, so think about this. So he's a he's he's trying to pull a fast one, whether he was doing it on purpose or not. Mm-hmm. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. I can pull people in. I do know people. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. As I told you, as I briefed you uh, prior to us coming up, uh, Mr. Parton will have a brief opening statement, then we'll open the floor up for questions from the media. Thank you all for being here. I hope we're all among friends, but uh, I'm feeling pretty friendly. But thank you all so much for, for coming out. Prepared a little bit of a statement. Borrowed my wife's glasses. I left mine at the house, so I hope you'll bear with me here. But, uh, you know, in uh, 205, when I was working as a headliner, performer at Dollywood. I was approached about the opportunity of a lifetime. The chance to star in my own show in a theater with my name on it in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Now Roanoke Rapids had lost hundreds of textiles and manufacturing jobs and the leaders wanted to build an entertainment district to bring dollars and jobs back to the community. My wife, Deb, and I saw it was a true blessing to become part of such a wonderful project. For nearly three years, Deb and I have worked with the city to get the Parton Theater up and running. We took the advice of the local leaders and their experts to guide us through the process. We dedicated our lives to this project. As you know, the city conducted its own feasibility study about how this project could be a successful. This study done back in 205 showed that without hotels, retail, and other types of entertainment, it would be tough for this theater to make it on its own. When we took the key in March of 207, we had our work cut out for us. We had to start making the rent payments right away based on the total amount the city had financed. This included $13 million for the the theater, financing, $3 million in a startup reserve fund, and nearly $6.5 million in a second reserve fund for the city had. Our rent was based on all that. We were paying the rent, although we had not even started the show yet, and there wasn't anything else around yet. We had to totally furnish the theater, and that means totally furnished it. We had to buy computers, set up office, build concessions and gift shop areas, and not to mention, we had the huge job and task of producing a show and get the stage sets and lights all in place. And that's a tough job, believe me. Of the $3 million in the funds handed to us for the startup, these furnishings were all about that of uh, a half a million dollars, and they're fixed assets in the theater even now. My agreement with the city was to do what I do, produce and star in a great musical variety show. I never wanted to 
personally manage the theater. So I hired people that I thought could do the job. And even with our management team, the city was constantly involved in making decisions at the theater. And looking back, we probably shouldn't have hired this particular management team, but these were folks that the city trusted. In July, we successfully opened a great show, and no one will ever argue that this wasn't a fantastic production. We used our Parton family contacts and our music business friends to help us put on a show that would have cost millions. Whether my name is on it or not, and I don't think it is now, and I'm sad and I feel like I have to clear my name and my family's name when I feel like we put so much of our heart and soul into this project. But I truly do wish them the best, and I thank you for your time. And yet he never came through on it, so nobody else ever played there except for him. When he, during his tenure, it was my understanding he was the only one. Okay, so here he opens this place up, and his sister Dolly's there. You know people were like, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to happen. And I wasn't there. I thought She there, came to his defense when he was being run out of town. But, but I thought that there was a lawsuit where they tried to pull her in on it, and she's like... I don't have anything to do with it. I didn't say this. anything about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I believe you're the one who told me that. I, I don't remember that, but if okay. I did, I, she may have done, but they may have done, because I, I know that he, made, he made a lot of promises yeah, he, he couldn't keep. he made a lot keep. of promises. And it's just horrible, because... I, okay, so down in Florida, <laughs> there was a high school... Uh, a junior high that uh, went under or something. I know I've driven you past and I put it out And you want to turn to it into a complex. No, 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 no. <laughs> Somebody tried to do that. Yeah. And Stella Parton, one uh-huh. of the sisters, <laughs> and it's called like the sunflower or the orange blossom. <laughs> Doll- Dolly's got another sibling doing this kind of shit. Well, but she's the, it's, and, and it's, w- a, it's a high school gymnasium. Oh, okay. It's not a, Is it working? I don't know. You see, um, you see Roanoke Rapids? Okay. You could have just gone and got a little smaller. And we're back. Through okay, magic so, the pause button. <laughs> so I was, uh, I remember when it first took over, it's called the Orange Blossom Opry. Mm-hmm. It's in Weirsdale, Florida, which Cute. is a suburb of Ocala, Florida. Right. And it is, the, it is open and it has country music shows. Uh, the Orange Blossom Opera Showcase, which I'm assuming is the house band. There's Bobby Randall and the OBO band. There's Doug Stock steals the show. There's another showcase. There's another Bobby Randall. So they start. Oh, who's George Thrulinger? None of those names. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I do hope. Oh, there's a rock band, a Journey tribute band. Well, I tell you what. They got got shit over the uh, the Roanoke Rapids Theater facility. I know the Orange Blossom Theater. <laughs> you could have just swung a little lower there, Roanoke Rapids. And but. the Orange and just just to, just to verify. So I do remember that it used to have Stella Parton's name on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing Stella Parton anywhere attached to this now. Yeah, it is the gymnasium of a defunct junior high. Yeah, you see, so you see is, how it could have been Roanoke. But but you know, but it's really funny. But I think it's hilarious that that band yeah. that, that that's, that's making it. That's great. That's but great. That Big beautiful, It wasn't you, it was them. <laughs> so the next time either one of us is driving up and down 95, we're gonna have to get a fresh picture. Yeah, take a post, picture. I'm thinking to pull they bulldoze it. At some point they're gonna have to raise it, but poor Roanoke oh, Anyway, well, Roanoke let's, let's do a little let's prayer hope. for the yeah. for the, for the, for the 
Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's the tale of the... I, and, yeah. I am highly amused. I hope you guys Thanks enjoyed this as much as I did. Have a good night. Or a warm day. That someday.